Welcome to Real Talk, Real Women, Breaking the Silence Around Abuse. I am Gemma Serenity, your host, and today we have the honor of having Gina Nelson joining us. Now, if you listen attentively to this episode, you will receive a unique free meditation on secret keeping and a celebration of self poem. But that is only if you listen attentively because it's going to be throughout these episodes. <laughs> Sorry. Today's topic is Elsie Secret Keeping with Gina Nelson. Gina Nelson is the secret keeper, a member of our, of our extended community whose role is to educate and empower others to heal from the pain of their secrets. Her life mission is to support adults and children who feel burdened by their secrets and to offer tools for healthy secret keeping. For over 30 years, Gina has been creating and honing tools to support and honor secret keepers like herself, including the path detail in healthy secret keeping. But this path does not require publicly sharing one's secret in order to heal. She is dedicated to bringing healing through education, ceremony, and mindfulness to our everyday lives and creating safe, sacred, and vibrant containers to bring light into the darkness. She considers herself a grace hunter and a joy seeker. As a survivor of long-term sexual and emotional abuse as a child, Gina knows that grace was a companion that lit the way toward her authentic self and healing. However, this line to hope and resiliency fell silent after a health crisis. Her lifelong battle with anxiety and depression accelerated and she felt freed by her own body and mind. She knows her mental health and nervous system were compromised from decades of secret keeping, feelings of shame, compounded post-traumatic stress disorder, PTSD, and ease at the root of her illnesses. Gina is a certified mind-body counselor, energy healing therapist, and Usui Reiki master. She has robust and extensive training in Una and other healing modalities. She is a 2006 graduate and staff member of the Nine Gates Mystery School. Gina has a BA in painting and drawing and has been a practicing artist for over 30 years. She is a painting instructor for individuals and large groups, a children's group illustrator, and a performance artist for her original dance draw method. She is a prolific poet and a creator of healing poetry and paintings. Gina lives in Oregon with her husband, her son, and her four-legged furry friends. How amazing is that? Welcome to the show, Gina. It's such an honor and pleasure. I love your sister. <laughs> I love you too. Thank you, Gemma. Um, we've been looking forward to this. You know, we've talked and to have this opportunity uh, to continue our conversation um, about survivorship and um, being advocates. So I really appreciate this opportunity. Thank you. Thank you so much. So we have already heard a little bit about your story through your bio. And we mentioned that you are a survivor of long-term sexual and emotional abuse as a child. So I guess that's the first answer to my question. 
we'll go into a little bit of that story, which is the reason why we started to talk on Real Talk, Real Women Breaking the Silence Around Abuse, which is very interesting because, you know, healthy secret keeping, we break the silence. Let's bring that together to really allow healing. Yeah, yeah. What happened to you that's made so wonderful women you are today? Yeah, it's um, it's really timely that we're having this um, this discussion now um, because I do teach healthy secret keeping, um, which is a way to manage the secrets that we all inevitably will have in our lives. It's part of being a human being. And our society um, does not have tools that offer us ways to navigate this really fragile, confusing territory. And we have these pathways, right? You can talk to a counselor. You can talk to a friend. And those are wonderful things. But I'm, in my work, creating a bridge for those of us who don't feel ready to share our secrets, our traumas, um, to share that. If we're not ready, what can we do to begin healing long before we're ready to reveal anything, if we ever choose to do that and have the support of professionals or loved ones? And so the reason this is interesting time for me is that as a child, I knew these tools were missing. I was abused for a long period of time um, in my adolescence and kept that as a secret. Um, it involved a member of our uh, church and um, was a very confusing time because of that. So it brought into all sorts of questions um, about my faith, um, about community um, and, and family and all of this. So it's a very, you know, very, for those of us who have experienced um, abuse, which is so many of us, it can be such a confusing time. And so when my son uh, began and his friends began to turn the same age as I was, and I realized these tools are still not available. They're still not being taught. We don't know how to manage our secrets. Um, I began uh, really recommitting to what I had committed to uh, as an adolescent, which was in that moment I said, I'm going to help. Even though this is help, this is happening to me, there is a better way. I'm going to find a way. And so I dedicated my my part of my life. As you heard in my bio, I do many things, but this has always been a constant. And so like so many of us, that began the road to healing. How can I keep healing myself um, using that um, kind of warrior mentality that so many of us have that allows us to keep uh, fighting through or pushing towards um, another version of ourselves that we also know is true. And so the reason this is interesting time is that while this work to me is such a game changer um, for everyone, you know, there are there's a lot of research going on now with secret keeping and almost everyone in the world carries secrets it's part of being human okay <laughs> some of them are traumatic some of them are not but it's part of you know how we try to understand our privacy versus secrecy there's there's all sorts of things the long answer to your question is i decided 
to be part of a um, a book project called Becoming a Girl Powerhouse, which just got released a couple weeks ago. And in that, I decided to take the next step, which was actually to disclose uh, publicly um, my abuse and my story and my my survivorship and my um, the the most painful pieces of it. And I share that. <clears throat> Because the healing that came with that, with that experiment, would there be more healing, was profound. And that's what you are doing here, <laughs> which is giving us that space, giving survivors that permission, that opportunity, that community um, to share. And so I get even more excited about this work now because the bridge, whatever it takes for us to get to that place where we're ready to be held by a community, seen by a community. Um, for for me, that is, that's why I'm here. That is my purpose. That's why I call myself the secret keeper is someone who holds the space, that tender, fragile, confusing, horrible burden of secrets that so many of us feel. I hold that as sacred while you who are listening while we um, navigate it. And I hold that as sacred. And so um, my secrets were such a huge part of my pain on top of the abuse itself. Um, all of the things that come with the shame of um, going it alone, the shame of not um, being able to confide in people you love but as uh, survivors know, it's not that simple. And so this book that came out was that moment for me because what I had to do is tell my son about my past and what so many survivors don't do because we don't want to affect our um, uh, the family we grew up with um, or we don't want to affect the family, affect our family we're raising, we go silent. And so this book for me was that courageous push that said, I need to be the voice that can prove to myself that that my responsibility is not to the people, the family ahead or the generation behind, that it's to myself finding my own um, path forward to finding my own voice and that by me doing that, um, hopefully then the next generation can do that as well. But the terror of not wanting to be looked at differently right by my child um or by his friends or by the, uh, my community was still real for me and i needed to fight through that so um so there were many moments on my journey that have been kind of those life-changing shifts right of uh uh of becoming exactly of becoming aware of reconnecting of accepting, of owning what actually happened. It's extremely difficult emotionally, but so free at the same time. Liberating. Right. It is so liberating. And that's a piece of freedom. And again, why I did the experiment, right, was is what is on the other side. And uh, and it is liberating, and my energy uh, is tenfold. Um, and that is what is so 
it's almost like a double, not a double bind, but almost double trauma that um, survivors get into is we have to deal with all the physical, mental, and emotional ramifications of actually what happened to us. But then because it, most times, many times is secret, we have to deal with the isolation, shame, and protection uh, that it takes to 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 um, to protect that secret at all costs. And a lot of the research is showing now that there's a huge percentage of our daily focus that is subconsciously aware of the protecting of the secret, whether or not we're conscious of it anymore. Our subconscious is busy protecting it at all costs. And that's the gift that I want to give is as I spent decades and decades, right, in this uh, very exhausting state of protection and confusion and isolation with parts of myself, I want to give secret keepers. And as we all know, with the amount of uh, abuse and violence, there it's an unbelievable number. Um, is to give us all more of ourselves, more access to ourselves, um, more focus to move towards our joy seeking by figuring out how to navigate that terrifying territory of the secret before we're willing to share it. Not willing, and we may not want to. You know, I did it through the book because it's part of my journey. But there's so much healing, such profound healing that can happen before it. And if that's the bridge, right, if learning to manage secrets is the bridge that gets us to have enough self-compassion, enough confidence, sheds some of the shame, um, connect to other people, rise together, right, with what you're doing, you're, we rise in community. If we can have that, we can begin to imagine sharing that secret and opening up even more energy. It's awesome. Thank you. Gina, you know, I'm going to chime in with a personal story of secret because that has been such a big part of my conscious consciousness during the time of the secrets. Mm. During, yeah, you all know if you have read the bio somewhere that I'm victorious over 15 years of domestic violence, beaten, put down, raped, and was killed twice by strangulation. And that there was two stories, one time five years and one time 10 years. During the second series, I pretty quickly realized that it was becoming domestic violence as well. And when I could avoid being yelled at, put down, screamed at, something, sometimes hit, when I could avoid that, I did. And one of the way was to not reveal that I did actually break part of the card. Oh, and I don't, I, I did not reveal that they actually met that person that they was supposed not to meet. Or that was actually something that I was, I promised to not do because that was making him crazy. But the truth is that at the end of this relationship, when I was able to leave for good and to escape, and I met my third, last, and dream husband. Before we were even a thing together, we were just newfound friends, like brother and sister, but we had nothing so close 
like the relationship we have now. And I felt that I could trust him. And I asked him, can I reveal to you all my heavy secrets? And I felt that he was the right person to receive. And when I shared with him, he was that silent, supportive shoulder and heart and ear to hear all my awful stories of breaking, of abuse, of lying, of betrayal, of cheating, of of all kinds of things that were wrong, being abused by other men in other circumstances. And he listened with love, with respect, with non-judgment whatsoever. And he invited me to get more and to say more and to say more, all that I could say. The worst was the actual rape. That was the worst secret of all. And when I shared all of that, the breathing out loud, liberating that happened is so amazing that later on, when we decided to be an actual couple of love, Mm -hmm. I told him, okay, there is a contract in our love relationship. There is never ever a secret if we have to make the other upset with something that goes wrong we make the other upset we deal with it we work it out and we continue or we decide to break if that is a choice but we handle things along the way when they come and we have decided to go that way that means that at any moment in time if my husband now asks me for my phone he even has his finger in it he can go he can see anything he knows everything I have nothing to hide. We are all happy, all good. We know what's going on. How liberating. So liberating. And it's so true. You know, I'm, I'm, you know, taking in your story and, and the effects of that and the heaviness and then that imagining that unburdening and that lightness, you know, as you began to, you know, empty that energy, right? Because it's energy in our system. Like everything is energy, as you know, and and experiences are energy. And so when we have these fragmented pieces, um, it takes up, I think, even more space because there's no um, there's there's nothing they're floating around in each one of them. The secrets has their own defense system and their own thought patterns and their own sense of shame. Right. So as people and many of us women have um, multiple um uh, abuses or multiple um, traumas, uh, there's so many things that end up taking up space and then um, creating a lot of stuck energy. And so just that vision of you being held and heard and seen by unconditional love, by love, and by having that opportunity to or to know that trust and then be able to re-recognize it in yourself, you know, like that we recognize like, oh, that's the feeling of trust, right? And we and it becomes this this um, cycle that feeds itself, right? You trust, trust, love, love, right? And you begin to uh, get into that resonation, which is beautiful. Um, so I love hearing that unburdening. And again, that testament to that 
the life force energy, right? That now has this clear pathway, this clearer pathway to be that our more authentic self, to be um, another version of herself that we always knew lived in there. It just was stifled by layers and layers and layers. Um, I had a uh, meditation I was going to um, read out to everybody, and it's only a couple minutes, but it kind of talks about, you know, this uh, territory of the secret. And and one thing I'll illustrate, I guess it doesn't matter before or after, but I look at the energy just after your story, um, is the energy, the secret itself um, is an experience, right? So that's its own thing. And then what happens is over time, you know, or immediate, we begin to have defense systems around it. So you can look at it as, for those of us, who, if you can't see from the podcast, you can imagine it being like uh, uh, the core of the earth, right, is the secret. And then you can imagine all the different layers are defense patterns, protecting, could be layers of shame. Um, it could be uh, a frozen tundra, right? Uh, we're not going there. And so all of a sudden, the secret, which was a certain size, maybe a smaller size, now it has begrown because of all these protective mechanisms that so were so brilliant adaptions of our system to take care of ourselves when we needed. But unless we begin to um, not explore the secret, that can happen when we're ready. Uh, we let the nervous system go. We're not we're not asking for the secret. And, I, and that's one of the main things about my work is we get to keep that double locked up. What we want to do is touch the tender edges of all of that huge, if you imagine extending out from the core of the earth to the to the crust, to the outside, all of those layers, there's so much richness, there's so much um, information and healing that can happen, which doesn't involve revealing the secret. And so what happens for so many of us is the layers of the secrets begin to stifle us. Um, and uh, and so this is just a meditation on secrets, and that when we begin to under when we begin to feel in our bodies where these secrets are or what these contracts we made to protect them, we begin to build awareness, and then that awareness itself can offer so much um, valuable information and healing. So I invite uh, viewers to close their eyes for a moment if they're comfortable. Sometimes to close our eyes, we need to actually look around our space to make sure that it feels safe enough that we know where we are that we're grounded where we are and that we can be in a relaxed state and if we can't then we can leave our eyes open but i invite you to um get into a comfortable place just aware of your body in the chair wherever you are um become aware of your body become aware of my voice become aware of this moment become aware of this container that Gemma has created for us to connect in community this is called a meditation on secrets. Allow your breath to just follow your breath as I read, as it goes in and out through your nose. And letting your nervous system know that right now in this moment, we're in a safe place and that we all are here together. Where do our secrets lie? Perhaps in a dark cavern worn deep at the center of our inner landscape. Or perhaps they are weighing heavily on our shoulders, reminding of us, us of our daily pain and demanding our constant strength and diligence. Or maybe they're wandering in the textured iris and dark pupils of our eyes, 
attaching to each sparkle and twinkle and giving a tug when happiness tries to filter in. Maybe they are hopelessly dancing around the perfect diamond core at the center of our being, guarding against our musings of lightness, worthiness, and connection. Perhaps they're active in our fingers and hands as we work to try to repay our self-perceived debts. Do these secrets lie within us in layers? Do they muffle our calls for help and leave us feeling directionless and hopeless? Were they given to us from our ancestors, immediate family or friends, as a burden to carry forward until our dying breath? Did we unknowingly write a contract with ourselves to protect our secrets at any cost. Who wrote the rule book on how, where, and when to hold these powerful experiences? Who decided that the power they hold is worth everything? And as these words settle in, notice your body, notice your breathing, And feel your heart energy, a rose-colored light filling your body with self-compassion and curiosity and hope that we all together can discover more about how our systems are and how we can help ourselves and each other in a way that isn't triggering, in a way that doesn't activate our nervous system, in a way that feels uh, like we're held and loved. And as we bring ourselves back into the room, just wiggling your toes, maybe flickering your eyes open a second, and um, maybe breathing an exhale out as energy was moved around. I like to kind of shake it off because it's real and it's moving and just um, letting that uh, find a pathway um, wherever that uh, energy is moving through us. Thank you, Gina. It's absolutely an amazing experience to go through this meditation. I truly love it. Truly love it. Thank you. It's a way to um, begin to observe. And healthy secret keeping is really about educating ourselves so we can come in through the mind. Again, not activating our nervous system to educate ourselves on what is a secret, the history of secrets, the effects of secrets, the types of secrets. Um, and the mental, physical, and, and emotional ramifications of secrets. Um, and then to come in through body awareness of our own bodies, of what it feels like to have a secret. And that's what I teach kids is how do you know what your nervous system, what your energy system is doing and what are your choices with it um, before we even have secrets. Um, for them, it's, it's learning how to notice. And for those of us that do have secrets, um, to begin to you have awareness of what is, what is happening or operating in our energetic body, maybe even subconsciously, and then um, what are the pieces that we feel that we can begin to explore 
while we protect the pieces, we're not ready to and make some big progress that way. So um, there's a lot of self-compassion um, and self-awareness um, that's involved in it. And I know the podcast isn't much longer, so we we won't go into it. But um, but there is many, many ways to reach out to you and to continue this journey with you. Right. Yes. And yeah. that is what matters. So your main website is nurture number three healing.com. Correct. Great. What does number three in the middle stands for? Yeah. So number three is really a um to the power of three. Yeah. And really what it means is mind, body, spirit, and that when we nurture all of those three parts, um, the effects are countless. Um, they're compounded, um, expansive. And so um as we know that our healing moves in layers and shifts and spirals and there's no right or wrong way um, and it can feel fragmented, but each one of those pieces um, begins to, uh, working on each one of those pieces, become aware of those, begins to integrate our story and who we are. And through that integration, we then um, can begin to have that that re-knowing of, of who we are. As conscious. You know, what kind of um, group or workshop or services or what can people, what, 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 what are your offers for people who really want to work with you or to benefit from what you offer? Yeah, thank you for adding. Meditations that you just gave us is just amazing. I'm sure there is more. There is, yeah. So I, um, I do workshops. And I do workshops kind of in the same way, where we move from the mind, the mind to awareness to uh, process, and um, and so I have one-hour workshops about healthy secret keeping. I have many-day workshops um, about the beginning of being a secret keeper and about the education of secrets. And then we move into Grace Hunter, which is when we begin to let that light seep in. Um, the Grace Hunter is the is me. Uh, is the person who doesn't realize grace is available at all times, but we're beginning to to kind of figure out uh, that we're worthy of that and that that does exist. It always has existed. And as we begin to have some of that energy release, we're hunting for grace. And so we begin to explore that um, together through those workshops. And then the last part of the series is joy seeking. And for many of us survivors, um, just surviving is all we could do. Thinking about joy or anything else or goals or, or the future was never part of our plan because every moment is about managing our mental health to, to get through each day. And so joy seeking is what what did I used to like? What do I like? What do I want my future to look like? And and that's not that can be a very scary thing for survivors. And so that's a way to begin to talk about that um, through the lens of self-compassion. So I also do workshops for children on, you know, hero secrets and warriors before you even have a secret, just like hygiene, like your teeth, how would we begin to start to bring this new generation up with body awareness, with choices about secrets? And so that's a huge part of, of what I do. Um, and then I do one-on-one -on -one work. Um, I do body-mind counseling and, um, and I do group work. So I do virtual and in-person work and, um, and I love every minute of it. So I just want your guests to know that they're there are other pathways, and um, and I am a hundred percent here to talk about this topic, which you know obviously I I find it uh, incredibly powerful, um, and there's a lot of people out there doing work, good work, and uh, 
and we can all come together to help each other rise. So that is some of some of what I do and how I do it. And I don't know if we have time. I do have a two minute, a couple minute poem. If you want me to read it, it's up to you. Let's do that. <laughs> then I'm finished it at the beginning. So we're going to do it anyway. We're going to do it right now. Okay. The whole okay. This is a poem I wrote, and it is called "The Country of Self." Um, and it is about all these pieces of integration integration coming together. The country of self. And this is written, written for um, what I wish for all of all of us, all our dear sisters and seeker keepers and silent heroes out there. Um, may the following poem greet you in your mirror and that know that, that I see you, that we see you in all your glory already. And may you go forth shining. I am the queen in the country of self. The title is the country of self. I am the queen in the country of self. I ride a chariot of divinity and imagination. My velvet cloak forms pure boundaries of protection from low vibrations and inner nations of false perceptions. And as survivors, we all know those low vibrations and those false perceptions that we tell ourselves. My adorned crown surrounds my sacred connection to divine reflection. My ring forged out of love shines and reflects my remarkable ruby jeweled heart. And it's a lot of, for a lot of us, that heart is covered in layers, but it is there. It's that remarkable ruby jeweled heart. My embroidered collar warms and hollers my truth. And thank you to Gemma having us holler our truth. My scepter heckles self-sabotage and false ego. If I paint my face, it is in celebration and embrace of my inner beauty. And I know a lot of us survivors stopped making ourselves look attractive uh, because it was dangerous. So it's a celebration when I do it now. I celebrate the weave I adorn and not scorn the fruits of my labor. I savor the path that led to the throne and the neighbor that eased my way. I nod to my ancestors and those who walked before as I collect the fragrance of their heart's knowings and the petals of their heart's knowings, and I honor the line that leads me to mine, a prayer to the land on which I stand. The air that fills my lungs, the light within and from the sun, I thank and bow my head as I step ahead toward the throne with respect and take my place as the queen of my being with heart voice clear eyes protected mine and aligned spine as divinity winds and shines around me i sit at the altar of self in service i nourish and caress and cherish and rest i banish fear and hold love nearest of all with peace at my side that guides each challenge. If I lose my peace, I don't start a rebellion. I stop for a moment, slow thoughts, breath and chest. There's no search party to send in the land of self. There's breath to breathe, earth to touch with knees, head to bow with ease, mind to still, and peace fills. And I read that because to feel that as a human being after everything, right? After being in survival mode um, and to be able to feel each one of those words and write each one of those words um, 
is grace. And um, and I read the word search party. Gemma, you are a, a beacon of light <laughs> that is shining for people to find a path forward. Um, and in my practice, uh, that is what I, I am as well, is a beacon to know that there is whatever way is needed, there is a way. Um, and I'm a voice and a, a tool and a uh, advocate for everyone. So I really, really thank you for this opportunity um, to share this pathway and to share what I do. Thank you so much, Gemma. And and again, I, I wish that everyone goes forth shining. That's truly amazing, Gina. You have been one of a kind, exceptional. Thank you. Thank you from the bottom of my heart. Bringing so much value, bringing solutions, bringing meditation, bringing poetry, bringing allowing people to keep their secrets, but helping them heal before they actually reveal. And if you think about reveal, it's like re, re heal. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. And it makes me think about French because dream in French is rêve and rêve is R-E-V-E. So dream and you heal, that means that you reveal and you are liberated. How beautiful. That's beautiful. I love it. Thank you, friend. Thank you so much. All right. I'm sending you all blessings, love, and peace your way and the way of your loved ones and your precious ones. And uh, we will talk again very, very soon. Thank you. Goodbye, everyone. Goodbye.